Hello, Queens. Welcome to She Speaks Love, Women of the Bible series. We're so excited to share these incredible women of the Bible and highlight their personal story and their legacy. These podcasts will encourage, inspire, and share wisdom from God's Word as it relates to women in our unique circumstances. Let's get into their phenomenal story and the power of their voice. Today's woman of the Bible is Leah, presented by Queen Tabitha. Good evening, Queens. Good evening. I guess it's okay to say inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. This evening, I have the opportunity, the privilege to teach on Leah. And as I was studying, in which I had already um, thought about it after I gave Miss Betty the name, and I was like, how can you teach on Leah without teaching on Rachel? I can't, because the two is together. So I said, Lord, I don't know if somebody else chose Rachel. I said, but it's no way that I can pull it out, pull her out to the side and not put her in because she in there. So Queens, we're going to go to Genesis 29. You guys get there and I want you to relax because I'm going to read the whole chapter because of the fact I couldn't start. I tried to see, can I start in the middle? I said, well, no, because they're not going to understand what the beginning was. So I thought it was fitting that I started at the beginning of 29 and go all the way down, even though we know it runs through um, chapter 31. But um, I will um, read 29 and we'll just, uh, and I'll go through the steps of the other chapter. But in order for us to understand where uh, I'm coming from, um, I thought it was fitting that I read in chapter 29. Chapter 29. Then Jacob went on his way and came to the land of the people of the east near Haran. As he looked, he saw a well in the field and three flocks of sheep laying there resting beside it because the flocks were watered from the well. Now the stone on the mouth of the well that covered and protected, it was large. And when all the flocks was together there, the sheep would roll the stone from the mouth of the well water the sheep and apple replaced the stone on the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, my brothers, where are you from? And they said, we are from Haran. So he said to them, do you know Laban, the son of Nahar, Abraham's brother? And they replied, we know him. And he asked them, is it well with him? And they said, it is well. Look, here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the sheep. Jacob said, look, the sun is high. It is a long time before the flocks need to be gathered in their foes for the night. Water the sheep 
and go and return them to their pastor. But they said, we cannot leave until all the flocks are gathered together and the shepherd rolled the stone from the mouth of the well. Then we will water the sheep. While he was, while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was the shepherd's. When Jacob saw his cousin, Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother brother, and Laban's sheep, he came up and rolled the stone away from the mouth of the well and watered the flocks of Laban, his uncle. Then Jacob kissed Rachel in greeting, and he raised his boy and wept. Jacob told Rachel he was her father's relative. Rebecca's son, and she ran and told her father. When Laban heard of the relative, when Laban heard of the arrival of Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced and kissed him and brought him to the house. Then he told Laban all these things. Then Laban said to him, You are my bone and my flesh. And Jacob stayed with him a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, just because we are relative related, should you work for me for nothing? Tell me what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. Jacob loved it, Rachel. So he said, I will serve you as a hired workman for seven years in return for the privilege of marrying Rachel, your younger daughter. Laban said, it is better that I give her in marriage to you than give her to another man. Stay and work for me. So Jacob served Laban for seven years for the right marriage, for the right to marry Rachel. But they seemed like only a few days, only a few days because him, because of his love for her. Finally, Jacob said to Laban, give me my wife for my time of service is complete. So that I may take her to me as my wife. So Laban gathered together all the men of the place and prepared a wedding feast with wine. But in the evening, he took Leah, the daughter, and brought her to Jacob. And Jacob went in to consummate the marriage with her. Laban also gave Zippah his maid to his daughter, Leah, as a maid. But in the morning when Jacob awoke, it was Leah who was with him. And he said to Laban, what is this that you have done to me? Did I not work for you for seven years for Rachel? Why have you, could, why have you deceived me, betrayed me like this? But Laban only said, is it not the tradition here to give the younger daughter in marriage before the older? Found the week, finished the week of the wedding feast with Leah. Then we will give you Rachel also in return. You, you shall work for me 
for seven more years. So Jacob complied and fulfilled Leah's week of celebration. Then Laban gave him his wife, Rachel, as his second wife. Laban also gave Beaha, his maid, to his daughter, Rachel, as a maid. So Jacob consummated his marriage and lived with Rachel as his wife. And he loved it, Rachel, more than Leah. And he served with Laban for another seven years. Now when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he made her able to bear children, but Rachel's were barren. Leah conceived and gave birth to a son and named him Reuben, see a son, for she said, because the Lord had seen my humility and suffering, and suffering, now my husband will love me since I have given him a son. Then she conceived again and gave birth to a son and said, because the Lord heard that I am unloved, he had given me a given me this son also and named him Simon, God hears. She conceived again and gave birth to a son and named and said, now this time my husband will be attached to me as companion, as, as companion. For I have given him three sons, therefore he will, he, therefore his name will be Levi. Again, she conceived and gave birth to a fourth son and said, now I will praise the Lord. And she named him Judas. Then for time, she stopped bearing children. Oh, my God, my God. As I was studying that, and I was like, Lord, when you said there is nothing new under the sun, I'm like, this stuff been going on. I said, Lord, so you tell me that Laban gave his daughters to his nephew? And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, and this is some stuff that been going on in today that we have heard of. Uh, sisters got kids by the same man, you know? So it's, it's kind of like the same stuff that had been going on. And I'm like, wow. So this, this, this is nothing new up under the sun. But as I go on to um and look, you know, look further on down and, you know, to see what was what. And I pulled it on up and let me get to the other part. So, um, um, Leah's relationship with Jacob. Leah was a victim, actually, to her father because he wanted another seven years. So that means he, in other words, he tricked him to work another seven years for him. But in order to um, uh, work that seven, in order to get Rachel, he had worked the seven years. But mind you, in the beginning, he had already worked seven years because he thought that he was going to get Rachel in the beginning anyway. So in other words, he tricked him. And when he uh, got ready to um, uh, give, give, give uh, Jacob the daughter, had Laban told her, uh, had Laban told Leah to be quiet on her sister wedding night because she was home, homeless for no, for no other man would want her. It's hard to imagine Leah obeying her father unless she thought she could make Jacob love her and want and wanted to try. <sighs> and that remind me, you know, just just like in today's life, you know, people do things that you know they think that uh, if I do this here, if I do have these kids, that I can make him stay, I can hold them, but 
it, it still did not work. It did not work. So um, um, Leah was still, you know, depressed and, you know, going through because uh, she felt unloved. Leah, um, Leah had to accomplish Laban on the wedding night. She could have made herself known to Jacob. Now, she could have made herself known to Jacob and let Jacob knew that uh, what was going on, what her dad was doing. But she did not uh, do that because of the fact of, you know, you just think about, it. I'm feeling unloved, but uh, hey, I got a husband now. And because I ain't getting no attention from nobody else, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to go, you know, go with the plug, you know, just go with the ball and just roll with it. And, th- and that's actually what Leah did. She she didn't stop it. She just, she just went on with it. So um, at that time, she, I, I cannot see any other way around the uh, real other than Leah was, hmm, I would say, jealous of her sister. How pretty she was. You know, it seemed to her she was getting everything. So, you know, Leah, she didn't say that, so she just went on with what was going on. So then, um, when after, uh, after that happened, uh, there is, okay, there is no evidence that Jacob ever loved her. So it wasn't no evidence that he ever loved Leah. But there is, uh, there was a, a, a sign that at the end of, of uh, his life, <laughs> he wanted to be buried by Leah. Now, while I'm living, you don't want to have nothing to do with me. But now I'm dead, you want to be buried by me? And I'm like, whoa, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. So, yeah. Live life like uh, no other uh, woman seemed uh, like uh, it seemed like Eve reflection of unhappiness. You know, when things started happening with Eve, you know, all that unhappiness came up, and um, God told Eve the one the one of the consequences of her choices would be for uh, twisting of the uh, marriage, the husband and the wife relationship. Your desires should be for your husband and he shall rule over you. That's in Genesis 3 and 17. 16, Genesis 3 and 16. Leah kept looking for love, approval, and acceptance from Jacob, and she was continually disappointed until she turned her focus back to God. So once she began to turn her focus back to God, she started realizing, you know, uh, what I was uh, focused on at first, that didn't work. See, we see, see, at first, remember, she named and gave her son. When she when the first son was born, Leah named him Reuben. See a son. But Leah said to herself, the Lord has surely looked out because looked out for me because of my affliction, affliction. So at that time, she thought because of her being sad that the Lord had looked out for us. So she thought, okay, that's that's why I got the first son. Okay, then um she then came about, she got another son, and she named him Simon. Her still hopeful, Leah named him that because the Lord had heard that I am unloved, and that's in Genesis 29, 33. The Hebrew text of the strong word of unloved for Leah really was hated. Despite Leah, Leah, despite Leah gifts of children to her husband, she continued to experience rejection. When a third son was born, Leah called him Levi, 
attached blood that now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have bought his three sons. But again, she was disappointed. So she kept being disappointed um, when she was having um, the children. So by then, um, she uh, was with her fourth son. Lil began to look away from her husband. So by that time of the fourth son, you know, I- I'm a mad. She just saying, okay, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not, it's not working. Um, so I might well put my attention and my focus on the Lord. So that time she did, and she, that's when she named her fourth son, Judy. Praise. When the son was born, Leah said, now I will praise the Lord. There is clear evidence that the change of the attitude persisted. After Jacob had two sons for Rachel by his maid, Baha, Baha, Leah still competed because the fact of when he had two sons by Rachel made because remind you Rachel can have kids Leah turned around and let him have uh, two more children by her maid so she was still feeling that she needed to compete with Rachel um because of the fact of she being she was felt unloved and when we was to look on down um in the text of uh, Finally, she did have a daughter. Lived, she did have a daughter as well. But um, then I, I searched and looked up actually what the name Leah meant. And the name Leah meant wild cow. This, this is not exactly an attractive word. You know, you think about wild cow. That just, that just feels something ain't just ugly. You know, I mean, basically, because wild cow. Hmm. Their own... The only physical description we have of Leah is that her eyes was weak. And, you know, that it really didn't explain why, uh, what it was. It just explained that she had weak eyes. However, what it sure is, what, however, what it sure is that while um, they went to Sarah and Rebecca and her sister, Rachel, are all um, described as beautiful. Leah, weak eyes were highlighted, and she gave, and she is given the unfortunate name Wild Cat. So you know, you just think about Leah uh, walking around, just feeling that love, and her sister uh, getting all the attention. Um, and actually, Leah didn't get no attention from her husband until then. That's when actually he didn't give her no attention then because at the time both of them was dead. So um, he decided then that's when he wanted to um, be buried by Leah. But uh, as far as today takeaway in the uh, in the message, what I really got was like Leah life. Leah life reminded me that people are overwhelmed and impressed by appearance. You know, we can get overwhelmed and impressed by appearance. And we can uh, not look at a person hard, but, you know, begin to look on the outside. And um, we can, uh, we all know we can dress up the outside, but if the heart ain't right, we can forget it. I can put on the best of perfume, the best of clothes. I can get slayed every day. But if my heart ain't right, I can forget it. So um, that's, that's one of the takeaways. And yet from Leo, I learned to keep, I uh, yeah from there I learned that to keep your focus on God, not your spouse, is one. Um, if we keep our focus on God and not our spouse, 
God will see us through because she tried to keep her, uh, keep her focus on God. I mean, on this, her spouse, and she wasn't getting nowhere. But when she turned her focus on God, you know, things began to uh, be more easier for her, for her, even though that uh, she still, you know, dealt with what she dealt. We can also say that uh, Leah experienced um, with God bless uh, each of us in different ways. Um, we we are all blessed in different ways when it comes to God. Even with even with it, uh, the way Leah was, she was still blessed because see when he seen that she can have kids, he opened her womb. He, he he allowed her, so she was still blessed to just have kids. And so sometimes we can we can um, look at ourselves and may find seek, find some faults that this ain't right, this ain't right, this, you know this with this, but um, God still sees some good in us. And as we should also see some good in ourselves, we need to praise him for the gifts he gives us and not moan for what we do not have. So those are my takeaways as far as Leah, um, when she uh, got uh, in the situation that she was in. But, you know, it, it really baffles me when I um, when I when I when I was reading uh, about it. It's not the first time that I read it, but and I'm, you know, and it's bringing back to my memories. Uh, that how that uh, she was overlooked, how that uh, back in the days it was okay to um, give your uh, your relative, give give your child to your relative. So all of that things, all that stuff, that's why I said it wasn't nothing new up under the sun because it's it, it been going on. And now we can uh, look at Rachel and what my takeaway from um, just being uh, a Rachel, it was uh, Rachel remind me Again, that being beautiful does not bring contentment. Just because uh, we are beautiful, it doesn't bring contentment. You know, if uh, if we're not pleasing um, in the eyesight of the Lord, if we're not pleasing with ourselves, it's not no contentment because we constantly um, doing things to try to keep ourselves up. You know, I'm often reminded of uh, in um, in a marriage. You know, when I was coming up, I always thought about. Uh, I, I need for him to love me for me and not and not the lust because of the, the fact of right now I may be beautiful, but I knew the days would come where, hey, uh, I might get sags on my eyes. My boobs may start uh, sagging. Uh, right now I'm walking with a limp. So I needed for him to love me for who I am. Uh, right now, because if you just listen to me, surely when I started nipping around here, my boobs started sagging. Uh, whatever uh, that wasn't the way you appealed to you at first, you gonna leave me. So I really need you to love me for who I am. So I hope that I said something that um, explained it the best that I could and what the Lord gave me. I love you all. Queens, thank you so much for spending time listening to She Speaks Love podcast and being part of this amazing Sister Keeper community. Our heart is to bring you content that is educational, inspirational, relatable, and it encourages you to share the power of your voice. So you don't miss any of the conversations, we invite you to subscribe to She Speaks Love wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like, comment, and share. 
follow us on our blog at shespeakslove.com. Links are in the show notes.